Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumbacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. From autosport.com and autosport magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Formula One returns to a more traditional track. In fact, a track that they have pounded around for tens of thousands of laps over the years so much data on this track but there is a different layout and to tell us all about friday free practice one and two from barcelona is our man sam hall hey two weeks in a row you just couldn't get enough of being on the podcast yeah i mean hayden being away again it kind of <laughs> he, he's gonna lose this gig isn't he i mean he's he's gotta watch out maybe he, I tell you what he has. In Formula One free practice one, Max Verstappen set the pace. It was the first session at the Circuit de Barcelona Catalonia without the final chicane since 2006. Uh, cars were running a prototype Pirelli construction, which we'll ask Sam about in a minute, set to be introduced for the British Grand Prix. Uh, the Red Bulls topped the times early and then switched over to the some medium tyre running. Then in free practice two, Max Verstappen again continued his strong performance today uh, with Fernando Alonso coming home second. Nico Hülkenberg on the fast laps for Haas, a surprise third. Then Sergio Perez in fourth. Uh, the Ferraris were with uh, Leclerc followed by Carlos Sainz with their new spec cars. Uh, sixth and seventh they were. We'll ask Sam about that on the podcast today. And we saw the phenomenon of porpoising. Or was it bouncing? I don't know. Uh, return uh, to Formula One. Oh, and the weather is looking ominous. Let's get into all of those things then. Right, first of all, Max and Red Bull dominated free practice today, but how dominant when you strip everything out and you look at lap times and, and the tyres, how dominant do you think they're looking this weekend? I think they're looking scarily dominant. Free practice one and the results there. Max over seven tenths clear of Sergio Perez. So I kind of do give this the caveat of it's not necessarily Red Bull that are the team that are are, are being so dominant. It's potentially it's Max that's being so dominant. 
which given Checo's performance in Monaco, it's mm. that's not good for him. But then we came to FP2, and it was all a little bit closer. I say a little bit, a lot closer. Um, the top 17 drivers within one second of Max's time. It's a bit of a mixed picture, and then we've got the weather. What, mm. What's that going to do? That's going <laughs> to throw such a spanner in the works. I mean, how many times have we seen drivers utterly dominant in the dry and then as soon as the rain begins to fall, the picture changes completely. And obviously, if it does rain, we're going to have all these memories of Michael Schumacher, 1996, possibly the best drive to a Grand Prix victory ever. I'll mm. throw that one in there straight away. <laughs> but Max is the man to beat, unquestionably. It just goes to show how good Monaco was last time out. Less than a week ago, five days ago, I was watching the Formula One pre-race thing that they do uh, from the, the paddock on the official F1 uh, app. And uh, they, pretty much they were just talking about Monaco. They were asking all the drivers about Monaco. Like, we're heading into a new weekend. It just shows goes to show, actually, because they want to talk about, I, you know, people were filing stories today about Aston Martin. Could they have won it? And Sergio Perez and uh, binning it. And, and like, yeah, that's kind of dim and distant history really let's talk about this weekend but i think it goes to show how good monaco was when we just weren't done talking about it. like we just want to talk about it a bit more yeah a few stories floating around uh today i think uh, one of the most interesting ones that we put up on autosport.com was aston martin saying well maybe we could have won it which was the first time they've said that isn't it and you've got to think sort of if they had have bought Fernando in when it started raining when they did bring him in which was the right time if they had made that switch to intermediate tyres there it was theirs to take because obviously I don't think Max probably would have passed Fernando at Monaco in any conditions equally I don't think Fernando could have passed Max had he had the chance in any conditions it's a bit of an admission from them really saying we we got that one wrong and they've said that from their own data in their post weekend analysis he would have almost certainly moved in front, this Fernando in front of Max. We're saying this was a big one because Fernando, if, imagine if he had have gone to Inters, he had have won that race. He would be returning to Spain with that 33rd win that everyone's clamouring for <laughs> over there. And gaps on the hillsides and in the grandstands. I was slightly surprised to see them today, if I'm entirely honest. But they wouldn't have been there if Fernando was a race winner again. Those grandstands mm. would have been full even on a Friday. It would have been like Silverstone. Yeah, that would have been that would have been the dream fairy tale. Perhaps the only chance for them to win. Uh, a bit like uh, in the uh, Mercedes era of dominance, unless the two drivers at the front take themselves out, which as clean as they will, they they will make it. And I think. Uh, Sergio Perez knows that he's onto a good thing with a, I imagine, a fairly decent paycheck and a championship winning car for him to drive all year. That sounds like a nice job for any racing driver. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to go, if it really comes to it, toe to toe. He's not going to push Max Verstappen on the grass, is he? Because he's going to face Helmut Marco afterwards. That's not going to happen. Uh, let's talk a little bit about any other unexpected performances or surprises that you may have seen in FP1 and FP2. Nico Hülkenberg, unquestionably, I don't think he's ever been in the top 10 in qualifying at this track. And he puts it in third and only two tenths off the pace of Max. I mean, it's a Haas. It's, mm. And that's, that's not being sort of disparaging on Haas as a team. Their ambitions are not, well, their ambitions long term are probably podiums, championships, but their ambitions right now 
are just simply getting points. They know they're fighting on a normal weekend for ninth, 10th, to get those one or two points that are going to make all the difference. When you've got four teams right up there, that's what you're fighting for. Hulkenberg up there, and Kevin Magnussen, who's no slouch, in 15th. So Mm. was it just one of those laps that every driver in this paddock is capable of? Possibly. Can he replicate in qualifying? That's going to be the interesting thing for me because it's a hell of an act to follow, putting your car there. It's one thing doing it in practice, but entirely different doing it when the pressure's on in qualifying. Let's talk a little bit about why Formula One saw a return of its old favourite, bouncing, or is it porpoising, or are they different things? People tell me they are and they aren't. But what on earth was happening today and why were the cars bouncing around? It's just the high speeds, high speeds and trying to run the cars as low as they possibly can. Porpoising was coming back in certain places, but mainly it was bouncing. You had bouncing through the final corner, because there's a very small bump going through them. We're talking minute. Because the cars are carrying 70, 80 miles an hour extra speed into that final corner, they're hitting this bump and it's just causing the suspension to go into overdrive. It's just not what they're used to. So if they'd been going around here at these speeds for year after year, rather than going into that corner having gone through the fiddly, horrible chicane that nobody liked, I think it was universally (laughs) loathed, if they had a been going in at that speed for years they would have noticed this or noticed it more and it probably would have been a surface change they probably would have relayed it and gone there you go it's a Mm. billiard table it's nice and smooth um i don't think we're going to see problems with porpoising for the rest of the weekend i think it's the sort of thing that the engineers will dial out they've got tonight to work on that the ferrari appeared to be potentially the worst with it from from the replays that you could see mainly going over a couple of bumps so apart from the bouncing slash porpoising uh, how significant is the removal of that final chicane for the drivers for the teams for the front tires oh for the drivers and teams i think it's a breath of fresh air i think it's wonderful news um and for fans i think it's wonderful news um but if you're a left front tire Um, it's probably about the worst news you could have heard because you've got turns one and three are high speed, very, very long corners um, that put a lot of pressure on the left front. You've then got more in the final sector that do exactly the same thing. And now you've got the final two corners that also... That tyre is going to be screaming... It wouldn't surprise me if people's tyres go off by the end of one qualifying lap on Saturday um, because there's just going to be so much pressure going through that tyre, so much heat. Um, I don't think you're going to be be seeing many drivers even attempting to do what they sometimes do uh, where you they, they'll do a cool-down lap and then they'll go again, I think. One, because they'll potentially be running intermediates in the wet. A left front nightmare is what we call this track now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the prototype Pirelli rubber they ran at times today. What was the impact of running that today in free practice? Did it sort of disrupt people's sessions? And why were they doing that? They were doing this um, because the speeds and the pressures and the forces that are being put through the tyres are what Pirelli expected to see at the end of this season. They're now having to address this and because these tyres weren't developed so they could put deal with these forces. So they're now having to bring these tyres in for the British Grand Prix in about a month's time now. Um, And they're just using this as a test session, really. It was interesting how certain teams used them and mixed them with across Friday with their regular tyres because some teams have been able to save some tyres for later in the weekend, which is quite a clever way of doing it, actually. And I think one of those was Red Bull, so they might have more tyres to play with. No, it was Ferrari, I think, won them. They did long runs on these tyres. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting how that makes a mix. And I don't think there was much of a performance difference. This wasn't about bringing performance or life to the tyres. This was just about the durability of the construction. Now, Ferrari did get everyone talking today about side pods and floors and mirror details and uh, something that I'm less familiar with, bridge winglets. Uh, But what were the highlights that we need really to know about a different-looking Ferrari, much like last week was a different-looking Mercedes? The main highlight is uh, everyone now seems to have gone for the Red Bull school of thinking. These are not copy-and-paste Red Bull side pods so yeah the shoulder of the side pod has basically been lowered with the team taking care to modify the upper wing mirror slat in order that it works the odd flow airflow not odd flow airflow (laughs) ahead of it accordingly there's where i was going with that the upper slat is now similar width to the lower slat technical terms here rather than (laughs) extending all the way to the end of the mirror's body if you look at the red ball it's fairly similar to the eye but obviously you can't, as Hamilton said before, you can't just stick the Red Bull side pods on your car and hope that it works because it's not going to work. Your front wing won't then work with that. The floor won't work. But this is the start and sort of a few of us have mooted this. Well, this is does seem to be the start of what was feared where every car will soon look pretty much identical because coming into this aerodynamic era, there were fears that all the cars would look identical, that the regulations were too prescriptive. And we had a nice surprise at the start of last year where we had three very different concepts in Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari, and sort of people followed those. Now it seems that Red Bull or Mercedes and Ferrari have gone, yeah, maybe the Red Bull one's the way to go with, and we've all converged. So um, really, I guess, look at the Red Bull if you want more inspiration for where we're going next. Right, everyone's all going to look the same. But that, but that's fine, because rules, consistency of rules does converge teams around the successful ideas. And as we saw at the end of the last era of rules with the battle between Lewis and Max, that's, sometimes that's no bad thing. Anyway, we've got some consistency now between uh, here and 2026. Right, finishing, finishing off then, how is the weather 
looking this weekend. What predictions do you reckon you might be able to make about this weekend's race with the weather factored in? And of course, we're making this before they even hit uh, the track for qualifying as well. But what are you thinking at the minute? Yeah, no pressure here. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no pressure. No, ma- no pressure. No matter what happens, to be honest, I think <laughs> you'd be a fool this year not to say Max is the favourite. He's so far ahead unless reliability comes into the mix it's got to be max but looking at the weather there's a 79% chance of rain just before two o'clock so we're talking we're talking around qualifying time so it shoots up from sort of 10-15% of chance to rain up to 60 and then basically 80% chance of rain if there isn't rain during qualifying I think it will be on a drying track that qualifying starts which is always entertaining because someone will gamble on slicks if it is a drying track. If we look ahead to Sunday, potentially we're looking at a wet race start because, again, it's over 75% chance of rain from pretty much 11 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, around about that. So we're if there isn't some form of rain interruption both on Saturday and Sunday, I will be very, very surprised, but still... Even though this could give Fernando his opportunity and he might make the right call to come into Inters this time. Um, (laughs) Or the team might. It wasn't Fernando. The team might bring him in for Inters. I would be very surprised if there's no rain interruption. Oh, wow. Well, there we go. What a tease. What a tease for the weekend. Uh, We love it. Looking forward to this weekend's Grand Prix and some of the upgrades we can look out for. Mercedes, by the way, bringing some more bits as well as the upgrade they had last weekend. And Max Verstappen coming out this week and saying that he thinks Red Bull, not that they will, but Red Bull could win every race weekend in 2023. We've all been saying it for weeks and months now, but uh, he's finally made that uh, admission. He He doesn't think they will, by the way. It's Grand Prix racing, long season. There's definitely going to be reliability and just just stuff. And on that very non-technical note, we'll end it there. Uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, the qualifying podcast with our man at the track, Alex Kalanokas. And on Sunday, I'll be joined by Philip Clearan, who is also at the track. He better be. He lives in Barcelona. And also uh, Matt Q, who's over there as well. So uh, once again, we drew the short straw, Sam, and we're back in. But that's okay. I don't mind that. It's nice. It's, lo- it's lovely. It's sunny. It's, what's, it's good. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. And we'll catch you on the next one. Podcast Network. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.